powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. I'm lifting my phone because I've got the Harvest Mobile app. Let's get our Bibles, make our confession of faith together. I'm ready to hear, then do your word, which I'm about to receive, which makes all things new. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, speak to us with clarity. Speak to us with power now. Father, we need you. So we say, have your way in us. Have your way through us. Speak to us with clarity. Speak to us with power right now. Father, we need direction. We need clarity. So that's what we ask that you show up, and that's what we ask that you give us right now. In Jesus' name, I decrease that you would increase. Take over my tongue and speak through me. Take over my lips and speak through me, Father. I pray that you would answer every prayer. I pray that you would answer every uh, every uh, issue of people's hearts. And I pray that you'd speak with power now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want everybody to just worship God for five seconds right there. Everybody worship. Everybody worship right there. Everybody just worship for five seconds right there. Everybody worship for five seconds right there. Father, we worship you and we honor you and we magnify you. Why are we worshiping, Bishop? Because you're creating an atmosphere right there in your home, right there on your job, right there in your automobile, right there in the midst of wherever you're at. You're creating an altar. What's an altar? It's a place of sacrifice. What's an altar? It's a place where you lay down your agenda and you pick up his agenda right where we're at. That's what we do right now in Jesus' name. Come on, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Everybody say, Lord, have your way in me. Say it like you mean it. Say, Lord, have your way in me. In Jesus' name. So listen, guys. We are in week four of our series called Living Large, which we've learned means to live both wealthy and to be successful. And we've discovered so far that that word wealthy comes from a biblical word, which is the Hebrew word shalom. And shalom, not only does it translate into peace, but shalom means that nothing is missing, nothing is broken, nothing is lacking, and all is well. I'm going to say it like uh, like you never heard it before, and this time I want you to say it with me. Say, nothing is missing, nothing is broken. Nothing is lacking and all is well. I need you to say it with me like you mean it. Come on, everybody say nothing is missing. Nothing is broken. Nothing is lacking. All is well. See, when we talk about living large, we're not just talking about cash, cars, and clothes. When we're talking about living large, we're talking about living a quality of life where when you look around, you can say there's nothing missing. When you look around, you can say there's nothing lacking. You can say that all is well. And I need you to hear me and hear me clearly that when Jesus comes into your life, that's the type of life that we have access to. Not one that, watch me, is perfect, but one that is shalom. Not one that doesn't have a challenge, but one 
that is shalom. Not one where you don't have some giants, but one that when you look at your giant, you can be like David and say, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that dare defy the armies of the living God? I have nothing missing. I have nothing lacking. There is nothing broken and all is well in my life. That's what it means to live large. It means that I am in a wealthy place. Can you say your first name, please? and say you're in a wealthy place. Come on, come on. What does that mean? Ain't nothing missing. I just need you to open up your eyes and see if you got strength in your body. God has given you everything you need to make sure ain't nothing missing, ain't nothing lacking. There is nothing broken and all is well. But not only is it to be shalom, but it is to be successful. And we've discovered so far that success is different predicated upon why something was created. See, watch me. This pen was created to write. So this pen is a success when it is writing. But this phone was created to make calls. It is a success when I'm able to connect with somebody that's not in the room. Wait a minute. This thing is only successful if it's doing its part for somebody that cannot be seen. This pen is successful when it does its part because of what is seen. I need you to check that out. If the pen begins to compare itself to the phone, then the pen will never be everything it could be because it was busy trying to be something else. And the issue many people have in their life is that they are not able to succeed in what God created them to do because they're busy comparing themselves to somebody else. And whenever you begin to compare, you will literally lose the whole reason you were sent. See, I need you to know can't nobody do what you do when you do how you do when you do it. I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, God created me unique. That's right. He made you unique and he made you different. Everybody can't do the same thing that you can do and you can't do the same thing they can do. Which means there's no need in hating on other people. You need to learn how to celebrate other people because y'all were created to do something different. It would be a crazy world if it was a whole bunch of pens and no phones. It'd be a crazy world if it was a whole bunch of phones and no pens. It'd be a crazy world if it was a whole bunch of phones and no water. It'd be a crazy world if it was a whole bunch of water and no tiles. What are you trying to say, Bishop? Everybody is needed to do what it is that they're supposed to do shalom and successful shalom and successful say those words with me shalom and successful say it again shalom and successful this means that i get to be spiritual and successful this means that to live large i don't have to uh, pick between god and success see if you grew up in church you maybe were so a bill of goods that said to succeed you were gonna have to leave church to do it Ooh, let's talk to succeed, you were going to have to walk away from God to do it. To succeed, you were going to have to go do your own thing. And I'm here to tell you the devil is a lie and his mama and them too. Please hear me. God is the creator of success. So how can one truly have success and not have God? I need you to hear me. This is going to be the best year of your life still. This is going to be the best decade of your life still. I don't care what's going on. God is still going to get the glory out of this situation. I dare a few of y'all to just type it on the screen. Still, still, still. Watch him do it anyhow. Now, now we've looked at this scripture, Isaiah chapter 54. <clears throat> and Isaiah 54, Isaiah 54 literally, literally, has nothing to do with the preceding chapter, Isaiah 53. All of a sudden, God starts something new in Isaiah 54. And he uses this imagery of a barren widow rep a woman to represent his people post-Jesus. And we've looked at all 17 of these verses in death, and I've taught you messages like living large, large trouble, large prayers, large fish, large change, large lessons. And today's message is called large words. Now, why are you talking about large words? Because everything that exists in the world starts as a word. I'm going to back it up so you get it. Everything that exists in the world starts as a word. If you go back to Genesis, the Bible says, and God said, and there was, and it was good. God didn't actually do anything except say something. And the scripture says that we are supposed to imitate God. Which means a lot of y'all out there talking about, I'm just working so hard. Maybe your issue isn't how hard you work, it's how smart you work. Maybe your issue isn't about your brute strength, your issue is about what comes out of your mouth. Can I help you and help you very uh, clearly right through here? Your words are framing your world. So when we look at Isaiah chapter 54, verse 14, <clears throat> it says this, In righteousness you shall be established, you shall be far from oppression. So let's deal with this. And righteousness, you shall be 
established. What does that mean? Is that what you establish this time is going to be done right. And I need you to hear me. Sometimes to do it right, you got to shut everything down. Mm. Y'all ain't saying that right there. <clears throat> Sometimes to do it right, you got to start from scratch. And I need many of you to hear me. What's going on in the world, the reason you don't need to fear and you don't need to panic is because God says, this time, I'm going to let you build it, but you're going to build it right. This time, your relationship's going to be right. This time, your money's going to be right. This time, your marriage is going to be right. This time, your business is going to be right. Sometimes to do it right, you got to shut everything down. And I need you not to curse the shutdown. I need you not to curse the quarantine. I need you to say thank you. Why? Because God's letting you get Get it done right this time. In righteousness, <clears throat> you shall be established. You shall be far from oppression, for you shall not fear, and from terror, for it shall not come near you. Now listen, he mentions oppression, he mentions fear, he mentions terror, but he says it's not coming near you. What is he saying? Prepare to feel it, but it's not real. I need you to stop thinking that just because you feel something, that that means it's real. Because your feelings will fool you. Right now, there's a whole lot of stuff you feel like. You know why? Because you can't have it like you used to have it. But the reality is, is that the moment you get it again, all of a sudden, your feelings about it are going to change. What are you trying to tell me, Bishop? Feelings are not facts. Oh, somebody better tweet me that. Feelings are not facts. Just because you feel it doesn't mean it's real. And if you're not careful during this time that the world is going through, you will allow your feelings to manipulate you. You will allow your feelings to control you. And you will miss your moment. Ooh, but I think you sit next to somebody. Even if it ain't nobody in that room, the Holy Ghost is right there. I think you sit next to somebody that says, I'm going to maximize this moment that I'm in. I'm going to maximize this time that I'm in. I will not let my feelings mess me up. Now watch. It says this. It says this. Verse 15. <clears throat> if anyone stirs up strife. So let's just get context. Because remember, Isaiah 54, he's saying single barren one. And he's saying enlarge. He says you're about to live large. He says all these amazing things are going to happen. I've taught you that throughout the series. And so he says, now you're going to start feeling some stuff. And it's not real. So watch this. Watch the playbook. He says all these amazing things are going to happen. And as they're happening, you're going to start feeling some things, but they're not real. <clears throat> what are you trying to tell me, Bishop? Is that for many of you, What's happening is just an abrupt answer to your prayer. It's an abrupt answer to your prayer. And what's happening is that because you didn't check the script, some of y'all are getting a little concerned and you're getting a little confused and you're getting a little antsy because you expected the answer to come one way, but the answer came another way. I'm here to tell you, you don't get to control the way the answer looks. Y'all not talking... God is answering you, and I need you not to miss the script. So he says, when I start to do this in your life, he says, you're going to feel some stuff. You're going to feel some stuff, but it's not real. But then look at what happens in verse 15. He says, if anybody stirs up strife, it's not from me. Whoever stirs up strife shall fall because of you. Now, check this out. Strife there means you're having feuds with people over fundamentals. Now, stop. That's deep because he says, not only are you going to feel some stuff, he says, but you're going to have, watch the number two, F, you're going to have some feuds. Woo! You're going to feel some stuff, then you're going to have some feuds. And your feuds are not going to be on deep stuff. Your feuds are going to be on fundamental stuff. See, <clears throat> right now God says, I'm using this time to show you who's really for you. And I'm using this time to show you who ain't really got your back. See, whenever people are used to going through the motions... The normalcy of the routine is what creates the person's actions. Since the routine is changing for everybody right now, there are certain people that can't fake it no more. Y'all ain't saying that. They can't fake it because they're not used to going through that motion. So because the motion's not there, they don't even know what movements to make. That's why they ain't called to check on you. They ain't called to check on you because they can't go through the motion. Y'all ain't saying nothing. And I need you not to get mad. I need you not to get angry. I need you not to get upset. I just need you to know who needs to go once this is over. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I just need you to know who you need to escort to the door once all of this is over. Because the Bible says that there's going to be feuds over fundamental things. Things that we shouldn't even be talking about. We're having conversations about. 
and it's creating strife. And I need you to release this, say no strife in my life. Come on, come on. I need you to open up your mouth and say it. No strife in my life. I need you to type it on every digital campus. No strife in my life. Baby, here's what this has taught us all. Life is precious, and we better maximize every single moment. And I refuse to have any strife in my life. Then the verse, it gets a little stanky. Because first he says you're going to feel some things that aren't real. Then he says you're going to deal with some feuds. You're going to deal with some feuds. And then here's the next thing. Not only are you going to deal with some feuds, but look at verse 16. Behold, I created the smith who blows the fire of coals and produces a weapon for its purpose. I have created the ravager to destroy. So in verse 16, God now says, not only are you going to feel some stuff that's not real, not only are you going to deal with some feuds, he says, but there's a fire that's been forming something. Oh, shut up. Oh, shut up. There's a fire <clears throat> that's been forming something. And God says, I need you to know I made the one who makes the weapons. Now, this is deep because many times, anytime something comes against us, we always instantly say the devil. Here's the problem. The Bible doesn't say the devil has that type of creative power. You missed what I just said. The Bible doesn't give the devil that type of creative power nor that type of ability. In fact, God says, I'm the one that's making the one that's making the weapons. Which means, watch me, the definition of weapons important. It literally means this. It's a means of gaining an advantage in a conflict or a contest. Shut your doggone mouth. God says, I'm the one that's making the one that's making the weapons, but when they make the weapons, I'm making them so that you and I have an advantage in a conflict or a contest, which means they thought the weapon was going to come against you. What they didn't know is when they fired it, it was going to backfire at them. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. God says, I'm using what was meant for evil, and I'm turning that thing around for your good. I didn't even tell them how to take you out because the weapon ain't going to take you out. The weapon's about to take you up. Look, 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 look. He says, I need you to catch that because, because most times whenever we think something bad's about to happen, what happens? We start thinking negative. Then what happens? We start speaking negative. And then the enemy says, I got you because by your own words, will you be justified or condemned? He just needed you to think the weapon was going to take you out so that you would say it would take you out so that then you would take yourself out. Ooh, but we interrupted the devil's plan today. Come on. We interrupted his plan for your family, for your finances, for your marriage. Watch me, for your own mental health. Why? Because what's happening is verse 17. No weapon that is fashioned against you I need you to say your name and say no weapon. Say your name and say no weapon. No weapon that is fashioned against you shall succeed and you shall refute. Now, refute means to prove wrong, to vex, to annoy. Watch me. Not the weapon. Watch the verse. Every tongue. Wow. Because where do most of us spend most of our time? Fooling with weapons. Not realizing we're spiritual beings. So spiritual beings should fight spiritual fights. John 6.63 says that every word we speak is a spirit. Which means where is our spiritual warfare? With our mouth. Come on, y'all open your mouth and they say something right there. Uh, your spiritual warfare, it starts with your mouth, not with your hands. We're spiritual beings. So notice he didn't say fool with the weapon. He said, because I made the weapon and I didn't teach them how to take you out with the weapon. He says, what's your job to do is your job is to refute every tongue. And here we go. Every word that is spoken in judgment against you. What does that mean? Negatively. Now, here's the reality. Some words come from other people. You've heard things. You're stupid. You're dumb. <clears throat> Nobody wants you. Nothing's going to work out. You're going to be just like your daddy. 
You're going to be just like your mama. Come on, y'all. Let's talk. Type some of the stuff you've heard. You can type it on the screen. Let's just be real. You were Bishop Foreman. You can be real. No need to be pretentious. No need to be fake. We've all heard negative words. But can I tell you who is the most negative that you have ever heard about you? You. You. You are the most negative about yourself. This is why it's so difficult for people to say nice things about other people. It's because you can't do for somebody else what you don't first do for yourself. <clears throat> you know why we got so many haters in the world today? Because we have so many self-haters in the world today. And I come to lose somebody from that today. Your success ain't going to be because of somebody else's failure. It's enough eating for everybody to eat well. It's enough for success for everybody to do well. I need you to open your mouth and say this. Say, I release myself from every negative word I've spoken about myself. Come on, say it, y'all. Say it. Say, I release myself from every negative confession I've spoken or come in agreement with. To live large, I got to speak large. And I cancel every negative small word in Jesus' name. Come on, let's put some good ones in the atmosphere. Say, I'm blessed. Say, I'm favored. Say, I'm the head and not the tail. Say, I always win. Say, I'm always going into triumph. Say, no weapons that's formed against me will be able to prosper. Every tongue that rises in judgment, it is condemned in Jesus' name. Say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. Say, my house is next. Listen, 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 listen. He says, every tongue that rises in judgment against you, you shall refute. What happens when the tongue that's coming against you is your own tongue? You literally then become in a fight with yourself. This is why some people feel so conflicted internally all the time. It's because you literally say something and then you have to go fight what you just said. <clears throat> you literally speak something, then you got to go fight what you just spoke. For many of you, you've created the army that's been fighting you. You created it with your mouth. But the same way you created it, come on here, it's going to be the same way you take that thing down. It says in every tongue, somebody out of every tongue. Come on, y'all say it with me. Say every tongue. Every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you shall refute. That means you're going to prove it wrong. So that every person that says, watch me, that nothing was going to go right for you. You're about to prove it wrong this year. <clears throat> to every person that said you were going to be just like a negative family member, you're going to prove them wrong. Look at me this year. I need you to type that on the screen. This year, this year, this year. <clears throat> to every person who you've ever said something negative about you or negative, watch me, about the hand you've been dealt. Let me talk to, let, let me talk, let, can we talk for real? Because many of us, here's the truth, is your issue isn't with you. Your issue is the hand that you've been dealt. Your issue is that you're trying to figure out why is it that God would allow you to be dealt the particular hand that you've been dealt while seemingly he let somebody else get off easy. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. While seemingly he let somebody else get an easier deal, they got a better hand, they got a better shot. Can I tell you something? Is, watch me, look at me. Number one, you don't know that to be truthful. Just because you see somebody's celebration does not mean that you understand their struggle. And just because you see somebody's increase, you don't know what it is they had to release to get that. That's number one. But then here's number two. Number two, whatever you say about your life and the hand you've been dealt literally is determining your own future. So let me help you with this. Let me give you two points real quickly. One, you have hope in what you hear. The reason our words are so important is because the Bible says this in Romans 10 and 17. Faith comes from hearing. So we have faith in what we hear. See, if you repeatedly hear negative, you will believe negative. Can I tell you why we're so negative in the world today? It's because that's all we hear. <clears throat> Can I tell you why we won't believe something good when we hear it? It's because we're so used to hearing bad. You're so used to hearing scandal that when you hear something good about somebody, hmm. But how they do that? That's crazy. How is it that you're so quick to believe negative, but, you, but, but it takes 15 shots of evidence for you to believe something good? 
it is because you have more faith in negativity than you do in God. And I'm here to shift somebody's faith polarity today because you've been having too much faith in the enemy and too much faith in negative, and that's about to shift today. I need everybody to throw one of your hands up and just say, Lord, shift it in me right now. Shift it in me right now. So we have faith in what we hear. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 then says, for we walk. That means I literally will take steps in my life. Walk, action. I'll, I'll, I'll do this. I'll do that. I literally will take actions in my life based on faith. But my faith is based on what I heard. Which means the reason so many people walk around so scared and the reason so many people walk around so fearful with so much panic is because you're literally walking by the faith you have in negativity. We walk by faith, not by sight. Look at me, even negatively. I need you to catch that. Even negatively. Because you think faith is just about godly stuff, just about good stuff. No, it says faith comes by hearing, which means I will believe what I continue to hear, and that's how I'm going to act. So what do your actions reveal you actually believe? It's quiet right there. What do your actions prove you believe? See, you can say it all day long. What do your actions say that you believe? Let me tell you what my actions say. My actions say that this ain't going to last forever. My actions say, watch me, that God's going to get the glory out of this. My actions say that God is going to use this to bring some prices down for his people so that his people can access some stuff. My actions say that some new millionaires are going to be birthed out of this. My actions say that some people's health is going to be turned around because of this. My actions say, watch me, that I believe many people are going to come to the Lord as a result of this. What do our actions say, though? Because if you're walking around, Literally, you walk by what you have faith in, but you have faith in what you hear. So check this out. What is it that you're hearing? Because we live by what we hear, which determines what we think and what we do, which brings me to the second and final point, which is this. To live large, we got to speak large. Come on, y'all say it with me. Say to live large, I got to speak large. Come on, y'all say it with me. Say to live large, I got to speak large. The Apostle Paul 1 Corinthians 13, 11. He says this. He says, when I was a child, that means immature and undisciplined, I spoke like one, thought like one, reasoned like one. When I became a man. Now, this is significant because became a man there means when I decided to separate from my childish ways. Now, let's think about this. Because what does this have to do with words? Well, he just told us, see, when I was a child, you could mark it because of how I talked. See, a, ki a kid, when a kid is speaking, you can tell that a child is speaking because a child is not speaking from a place of responsibility. A child is speaking from a place, watch me, of simply wanting to enjoy the moment. You, 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 I need you to catch that. A child is not thinking 10 years down the road. A child is thinking 10 minutes down the road. I need y'all to catch that. See, a child is not reasoning for how what they're saying today is going to affect next year. A child is only saying what they need to say for right now. This is why you got to be careful when you get angry. Watch, watch me, because that's the real you. Ooh, it got quiet right there. See, the real us is the angry us because it's when we're closest to our childlike version. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me right there. So Paul said, I had to discharge my childish ways. If you go to hospital and they deem that you're good, um, they will discharge you. They will say there's nothing else. Watch me. There's nothing else we can do for you here. So we are discharging you. Paul said that's how he treats his childish words. Paul said, I discharge them. Talking like that, immature and undisciplined, it doesn't benefit me anymore. You walking around being negative, that doesn't benefit you anymore. You talking about what your mom and them did, that doesn't benefit you anymore. You talking about what your dad and them did, that doesn't benefit you anymore. I need you to type this on the screen and say, I discharge, I discharge. I discharge my childish words. Because Proverbs 18, 7 says this, a fool's mouth, a fool there means like a child, it's immature. 
See, there's a difference between aging and maturing. I pray that you're maturing, not just aging. Because, see, aging just simply means you went 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, and then 40 is the new 20. So 20, 21, 22, you got it. <clears throat> All right, check this out. I, that's aging. Here's maturing. Maturing means it's not just based on chronological. It's based on a decision. So when I decide that I am going to discharge anything about me that's immature and undisciplined, I can literally jump from level one. And in my maturing, I can go from level one to level 15. Let me tell you how you're going to maximize the rest of this year. It's because you, God's allowing you to be isolated so you can mature. I feel like preaching now. God's allowing you to be isolated so that you are able to mature more quickly. And sometimes in order to get the job done, he's got to get everybody out of the birthing room where it's just you and him so that he can mature you the way he needs to mature you. So that when you come up out of that thing, you're going to be flying like an eagle. I need you to release that over your life. I'm maturing. I'm maturing. I'm maturing. Look, look, look. Proverbs 18.7. A fool's mouth is his ruin. His lips are a snare to his soul. Hit the snare drum for me with the snare on. Okay, hit it one more time. Okay, now turn the snares off. It's the snare drum. The snares are at the bottom of the drum, and there's a little latch that draws them up to the drum. So you heard it with the, listen to the snare drum without the snares. Wait a minute, it sounds different. Because there's nothing that it's shaking. Mm, you're going to catch it in a minute. Hit it one more time. Okay, now put the snares back on. Go ahead and hit it one now. What's happening is this. is The Bible says your mouth will end up creating a lot of unnecessary shaking that you didn't have to go through because you did not learn how to discipline your words. And I'm coming to speak it into everybody's life today that you would not be, watch this, a grown person speaking childish words. That you would not be a mature Christian speaking immature words, but instead you'd be able to speak the word of the Lord. And what is the word of the Lord? I'm the head, come on, and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. With his stripes I am healed. No weapon that's formed against you. It says, it says, your mouth, a fool's mouth, a fool here means an immature person's mouth is his ruin. Not the devil, not his generational curses, not his haters, not who's against him. His mouth is his ruin. And then not only is that, but it says his lips are a snare. Let's go here to his soul. His soul goes through shaking unnecessarily, watch me, because he doesn't know how to speak correctly. So check this out. It's a snare to his soul, his mind, his thoughts, his will, his emotions. Stop. My words can affect my mind, my thoughts, my will, my emotions. No, I'm going to need you to catch this. Your words can affect your mind, your thoughts, your will, and your emotions. See, some of you are like, why am I so emotional? Your words is what's got you worried. <clears throat> why am I so upset? It's what's coming out of your mouth that's got you upset. Instead of looking at it and saying, this is a divine setup. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So look, let's go. Ephesians 4.29 says this. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such as good for building up as fits the occasion that it can give grace to people that hear it. So he says, listen, I don't want to hear anything coming out of your mouth that's corrupt, that's breaking down, that's beating down, not just to others, but to you. He says, every time you speak, grace ought to be released. Now, this is deep because if you grew up in an environment where you didn't hear this, this is a huge challenge for you. See, uh, when I was a kid, <clears throat> one of the things we would do before we go to sleep, we go around and we say, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. 
And, 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 and so I'm used, I'm used to that being the last thing that I hear before I go to sleep. Love you, love you, love you, love you. So I was used to that. There are some people, they weren't used to hearing that. It's some people used to hearing hollering, cussing, screaming, beep, 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 all this, that, and the other. And then now, when I'm talking to you about living large and speaking words of life, you're like, where does I start if this is? <laughs> How is this supposed to happen? Where am I supposed to even get these words? Think about it this way. It's supposed to give grace. Grace is when God gives us something good we don't deserve. Grace is synonymous with favor, which means every time something comes out of my, li- of my mouth, it ought to be giving favor, preferential treatment to somebody somewhere. Can we practice it right here? And right now, can I get you to type, a few of you to type it on the screen. Can I just get you to say this? Say, my words will be full of grace. Come on, y'all, say it. Say, my words will be full of life. Come on, say, my words will be full of favor. Say, so that every time I hear it, my grace will be stirred up. My favor will be stirred up. Come on, say, my tongue is a weapon that I use for good, that I use for God in Jesus' name. You parents, you got to speak grace to your children. Especially now, some of you parents, you're going to spend a lot of time with them. You ain't used to doing that. You need to send your teachers thank you letters. Then my thank you. I didn't realize what you dealt with. I didn't realize what you had to deal with. Y'all ain't said that to me. Uh, a, a very famous, uh, I believe, a movie producer, uh, she said, I've been, uh, I saw a post the other day. She said, I have been homeschooling my child for one hour. She says, and teachers should make $1 billion. $1 billion. I said, listen, you, you, you're going to experience some different things. And this is the time to be very careful about what comes out of your mouth. And sometimes, here's why it's difficult. It feels like we're lying. Like, like okay. You know, it can feel like you're lying to say everything's well when you know good and doggone well, everything doesn't, look at me, doesn't seem like it is. See, the problem is, is that you are judging it from one perspective. And from your perspective, you may say, well, everything's not good. Everything's not well. Everything's not together. But that's only from your perspective. Because if you were to look at it from the other side, Everything looks fine. See, behind this, behind this table, behind this table, <clears throat> I can't see the V in totality. I need you to catch this. The V stands for victory. So let's just make it practical. From this perspective, if you ask me, do you have the victory? I'd say no, because I can't see it from right here. But just because I can't see it from right here doesn't mean I allow that to let something negative to come out of my mouth because the issue isn't that I don't have the victory. The issue is I just hadn't walked around to this side to be able to see what's on this side. What are you trying to tell me, Bishop? That you're not lying, you're prophesying. I need you to be like the scripture says in Romans 4, 17, where God calls things that be not as though they were. Because your perspective might be the issue. Because from right here, I can't see the whole V. Matter of fact, from right here, all I can tell you is there's some truss, some lights, there's some metal on the other side, but I can't actually see what's on the other side until I'm looking at it from another perspective. Some of y'all have been falsely stating that things aren't well. And that's only because you didn't look at it from this side. You've been falsely stating that things aren't going to get better. That's only because you've not been looking at it from the proper perspective. Ooh, but today, I need you to make this declaration and say, Lord, show me that it's good. Come on, open your mouth and say, say, Lord, show me how good it is. Many times, it's not our intention to be negative, but it's become our inclination because we haven't disciplined our tongue to use our words wisely. That's what the Apostle Paul said. Paul was like, look, I had to discharge some of those negative words. I had to dis- I literally had to discharge some of the negative things that I said. And Matthew 12, 36 says this. I tell you, <coughs> on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. 
Now, judgment here doesn't mean at the end of the age or someday the world's going to end. Mm -mm. Judgment here means in a day of crisis. I need you to hear me. God says, when you find yourself in a mess, you're going to be surrounded, watch me, by your own words. Come on here, y'all. See, when you find yourself in a challenge, you are literally surrounded by your own words, which is why I need you to use your mouth to speak some life now. Why? So that when we're on the other side of this coronavirus outbreak, you're going to be surrounded with prosperity and favor and blessing and amazing things happening to you. I need you to get your future ready. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. I feel like preaching now. I need you to get your future ready. Because when you come out of this, you're going to come out through the fire, pure as gold. He says, every careless, lazy, thoughtless word you spoke, you're going to be surrounded with when you find yourself in a challenge. And let's be honest. Many of us, that's what's happened if we're honest throughout our lives. You talking crazy in January. Come about around July, you was in the crazy, you was talking. And then, now when you wanted to start speaking good, you spoke four good words. And you want to know, what, oh my God, why is it taking so long for something to happen? Because words are like seeds. They go into the ground. And then whatever you consistently speak, that's how you water them. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And they don't pop right up. It takes some time. But I don't know who this is for. You've been speaking good for a good while. And it's time for some of your good to come back. For some of your good to come to life. For some of your good to manifest for you. I don't know who I'm prophesying to, but this is going to be a week while the world is shut down. God's setting you up. This is going to be a week of productivity for you. This is going to be a week of increase for you. This is going to be a week where you're going to be able to look and say, oh my God, I got so much done. This If that's you, holler, that's me. Listen, 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 listen. I'm done. Here it is. Here's this last part. Our words are so powerful that the Bible says they can move mountains. Now, when we think of a mountain, we think big, big, you know, big rock, right? Big rock, big rock. That's a mountain, big rock. But in the scripture, a mountain, it literally means a difficult thing. So when we look at Mark eleven twenty three, 23, it says, truly, I say to you, whoever says to this difficult thing, What's your difficult thing? Is it your self-esteem? Is it your self-view? Is it your feeling like you've made so many bad decisions that you just got to ride them out at this point? Ooh, I don't know who that is. But there's somebody, you're watching me right now, and you literally have just said, you know what, I screwed up so much, I just got to ride out these bad decisions. I'm here to tell you, God says he's putting an interruption to your bad decisions. And what you thought you were going to have to live with the rest of your life, God says that's going to be settled before the first six months of this year are out. I know what the enemy told you, but God says he's the God that does exceedingly, abundantly above all you could ask or think. Matter of fact, before I even finish this word, for some people who have been, watch me, or your bad decisions have been replaying and torturing you, I need every hand lifted. I need everybody worshiping because God is the God that can turn that around for you. Worship for 10 seconds right there. Everybody go, 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 go. Go. Everybody go right there. Go, 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 go. Go. 10, 9, come on. 8, come on. 7, 6, Five, the first six months, four, three, two, one. Say yes, Lord. So listen, he says, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea. And this is amazing, right? Because he's saying, get up from where you are and go into the sea. C is significant because C has a reference to God. It says that when it comes to God, our sins are thrown into the sea of forgetfulness. Now watch me. 
He says, tell this difficult thing to go to the same place I threw your sin. <laughs> tell your difficult situation to go to the same place where I threw your failures, where I threw your mistakes, where I threw all of the stuff that you thought was going to be your end. He says, be thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. Heart in scripture means your mind. I need you to just lay your hands on yourself say, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. I rebuke your doubt. I rebuke your unbelief. But believes that what he says, stop. Believes that what he, what? Says. Come on, y'all type it on the screen. Believes that what he, what? Believes that what he says will come to pass. Where's God in this? God says, when you were speaking, the angels couldn't tell the difference between God speaking and you speaking. God says, I need you to realize you ain't chump change. You're not some throwaway. You're not some bump on a law. That you're a speaking spirit in the image and the likeness of Elohim, God Almighty himself. And God says, I just need you to believe that what you said is going to come to pass. And if you believe it, I need everybody to open your mouth as loud as you can. I don't care who offends, uh, who get mad, who get angry. I need you to just shout, I believe. Everybody shout it again, I believe. He says, if you believe what you said was going to come to pass, it'll be done for you. Now here's the thing. Remember, the mountain isn't necessarily... The circumstance, because the mountain is the difficult thing. Well, sometimes the difficult thing isn't the thing. It's because we think the thing is difficult. You missed it. Sometimes the thing isn't the difficult thing, because the thing really isn't the challenge. The challenge that we have is that we have made the thing a difficult thing because of what we thought, which created what we said, which created what we believed. And so now... The mountain's still there. But today, but today, there's some stuff you're about to speak to. And watch me, and you're going to watch it change. You're going to watch it be different for you. If you can stand with me wherever you are, would you stand with me? We're just going to practice this for about 60 seconds. And I need you to open your mouth, and I need you to just say this. Say, I am victorious. Say, I'm a child of God. Say, I'm a king and a priest. Say, spiritual and successful. Say, I'm living large. Say, there's power in my words. There's authority in my words. When I speak, things change. When I speak, things happen. I speak to every mountain in my life. Every difficult thing in my life. And I pray that I would see that it's not as difficult as it looks. That I see from the right perspective. Lord, show me everything I need to see right now. All things are working together for my good right now. I will not live in fear. I will not live in panic. I will live in strength. Joel says, let the weak Say, I am strong. I am strong. I am a warrior. I am a fighter. I was built for this. And say, on the other side of this, there's glory. On the other side of this, all things are new. I won't wait until the battle is over. I'll give you the glory right now. Come on, across the world, across America. Can you release a praise right there? Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. And at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God. And they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. 
Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this for me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word decision to the phone number 59769. And when you do... I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Hey, Cricket customers, Max with ads is included with your Cricket $60 unlimited plan at no additional cost. Nice. Max is the streaming platform where you can watch Scoob, Meg 2 The Trench, The Nightmare on Elm Street Collection, and so much more. Remember me. Just log in with your Cricket username and password to experience Max on all your favorite devices. we never seen this before. Max, the one to watch for a good scream with Cricket. Yeah! Phone plan streams and standard definition. Programming subject to change. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See cricketwireless.com for details.